Hi, Ricky Lambert here, filling in for Craig Jopic, uh, who you usually hear from on the Starfish Oz podcast. Uh, but today you're listening to me, but in particular listening to our guest today, who's here from America, a good friend of our network, and uh, we're going to just take some time talking with Neil Gamble about uh, quite a few things that uh, he's got to share with us, um, so we're going to jump straight into it. Welcome, Neil, to back to Australia. Thanks. It's always good to be here. One of my favourite places. Great. Um, and we, um, we're so blessed to have you with us, and Neil has been here two, three times before. Yeah, maybe three, maybe four, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we've been blessed particularly from what Neil has shared with us before about hearing God's voice, and that's why you're back again to take us to a deeper understanding of what that's about. But my first real question for today is, who is Neil Gamble, and and why is he here? Wow, no sense in jumping into something nice, you know. I don't know. Neil is a guy who loves God, who lives for the audience of one. And why am I here? Because the Lord laid on Dana and I's heart that uh, we needed to come back. We needed to uh, continue to walk together. So we came. Yep. And um, your um, you and Dana have uh, usually come together and blessed us, um, the two of you together, and Dana's back shoveling snow, as I understand it. Yeah, it's snowing in my place, and she's going to have to shovel some snow, but fortunately it'll be inside a rig with a plow on the front and not a shovel. Right, right. And we're, we're so grateful that Dana has um, let you come here to be with us, and we would have loved to have her here, here with us as well. Um, so you've, you've felt God to say to you, you need to be here for... Um, a particular reason or two? Uh, you want to outline some of why um, you, you need to be back here with us at this point in time? You know, I, I'm a real steward of the Bible or a study of the Bible, and I try to pattern my life around uh, some of the stuff that Paul did and Jesus did where they they traveled around places. And Paul made repeated journeys. He would deposit something, but then he would come back and and uh, see how the deposit was going or uh, want to lift people up closer to Christ, uh, cause them to find a, a more uh, relevant intimacy with Christ. So Dane and I try and do that with our lives. It tries to be a pattern of uh, visiting people and uh, answering questions and hoping that what we're a part of uh, causes them to walk more like Jesus and mm. affect more of their community. Yeah. And so the last couple of or few times you've been here, what would you say is the main message you've left us with previously? The reality of uh, being sons and daughters of God and hearing God's voice and that uh, prayer isn't about talking as much as it is listening. Um, and the reality of obedience to the command of making disciples. Everybody calls uh, Matthew 28, 18 through 20 the Great Commission, but uh, it's a statement we make that we don't actually walk out. So that's one of the main places that Dana and I live in is trying to find a place where we cause people to be compelled by their passion for Jesus to make disciples like Jesus did. Mm. Well, I know within our network, a lot of people have been really um, 
brought to life by the realisation that God is speaking to them, that they're hearing God's voice, that they're trusting uh, what they're hearing. Um, this time around you're here and you're talking about where we go with that. or what, How would you be taking that message and building on it, that foundation to the next layer? So there's a scripture in Ephesians chapter 3, and uh, a lot of us have prayed it, you know, uh, Paul's prayer starting in verse 14, where he says uh, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the breadth, the depth, and the height of the love of God, which passes understanding that we may walk in the fullness of Christ. I think that we've prayed that prayer a lot, but we forgot the first line. Uh, being rooted and grounded in love. So I've recognized people want to be more like Christ. They want to walk in the love, but their perspective of who they are stops us. Um, we tend to, uh, our perspective of where we live at changes what we receive and how we receive what God says. Uh, being rooted and grounded in love is a position. It's a place. Uh, and it, it is the prerequisite to the rest of that statement that Paul prays. We are coming to the place where we may finally understand that intimacy is everything. That everything God did is about intimacy and restoring intimacy between him and man. But until we come to the place where the, we really are established in that position of sonship and the position of being like Jesus, we cannot go on to understand what is the width, the depth, and the breadth, and the height of the love of God. So I think this vis visit uh, predominantly has been about a change of perspective. How do you really see yourself? You know, we've learned to listen independently, in a sense, individually, but we haven't learned how to be community because we really don't understand that if I'm like Christ and I'm sent exactly his sent, then I'm about community. Then my life is community. God is triune. We call him, uh, whether you, however you want to look at that, there's a community in that. Mm. And so um, our individual intimacy has to be a foundation for then moving into the place of where we are intimate and community. So um, even though we've taught a lot about sons and hearing God's voice in the past, it's like God is uh, moving to change our perspective to where we naturally see things from the position God has called us to live in and who we really are. Yeah, and that point, you know, who we really are, um, in that place of intimacy and hearing who God has, has made us made us to be, um, is, can there be a temptation for us to think, well, um, we're not the person God wants us to be yet, uh, whereas, or, or do we need to look at ourselves as, well, we're the person God made us to be, and uh, in that place of intimacy, he can use us in the ways he wants to use us? Most people have the concept of sonship, but it's a concept, it's not a reality. They have to write it down every day. I'm Neil of Jesus, I'm Neil of Jesus, I'm Neil of Jesus. Whatever our names, we tend to have to still look at the print and then say that mantra in a sense of, mm -hmm. this is who I am. I'm elevated and seated with Christ. I'm blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies. Uh, as he is in heaven, so am I on the earth. Uh, 
by his great and precious promises, I'm a partaker of the divine nature. And our, our having to repeat that a lot tells me that we really haven't come to the place where we accept it. Mm. So, is it a bit like we're here in my house at the moment? My son didn't get up this morning and preach a mantra to himself about, I'm my father's son, I'm this, I'm that. Got up and eventually got up and had breakfast. I yeah. mean, is that more walking in that sonship and intimacy? Yeah, yeah. Where, where really being in Christ is natural. Mm. Um, we are naturally supernatural people. Uh, we're created in God's image, created in his likeness. My natural state of being is to be love. I have to work at be unforgiving. I have to work at anger. I have to work at resentments. Uh, I have to do things to carry them. Mm. Otherwise, they just drop off because they're not my nature. It's like uh, wearing clothes that don't belong to me. You mm. know? So, But we have never come to the place of really recognizing that and letting go uh, you know, of resentments. It's not a matter of me having to uh, constantly ask forgiveness. It's that I have to truly let go. Mm. I, I need to be who I am. Mm. My natural state of being is to be like Jesus. Mm. That uh, is a place we haven't comprehended. We know it, but we haven't really. It's not really our life. Yeah. So the, um, the being like Jesus aspect, I mean, it's in part that's been given to us at the cross. You know, we have that. Yes. Um, we, 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 I guess we get a glimpse of that reading scripture, for instance, about how to be better but or more like Jesus, but um, is it more so just accepting the reality that Jesus has won has what he's won for us in the cross, and we can hear from Father and walk in that each day? You know, the scripture says, Behold, old things are passed away, and all things have become new. I'm a new creation in Christ. Um, I'm a son. Those are really wonderful words, but inside my head what goes off is... Um, that doesn't mean I can be like Jesus. That really doesn't mean I can, I'm different. That doesn't mean I can walk in the freedom of that. It, we are still about what, in a sense, of changing habits, of we're concerned with uh, changing our behaviors rather than just being mm. who we are mm. as naturally supernatural sons of God. Mm. So I live... I, it's been a long process in some ways, but it's a decision. In other words, it's a choice to be who I am. Yeah. And that's the challenge I find is that, especially for women to, who are taught in church circles to be like Jesus, there's an obvious impediment there to start with that they're not male. But is it more so that you're a Neil-flavored version of Jesus and I'm a Ricky-flavored version of Jesus? <laughs> that's a good way of looking at it because I think it's a really important thing for us to grasp, isn't it? That, you know... The, the, a lot of the work, the work has been finished at Calvary. It's the new life that we're living as the new flavored version of Jesus. Can we go with that? Well, yeah, you could you could put it in that context. I need to be me, mm. uh, and in that mix of being quote a neo flavored flavored Jesus, uh, I need to uh, find a place where I don't have expectations of doing stuff to make that a reality but the living in the place that it is a reality and walking with the anticipation of, of that affecting the world around me. Mm. Oh, uh, there's a whole difference. Because um, God has allowed or created scenarios or things that have happened to you that haven't happened to me. There's people you can talk to that you, know, you can cut through to them. 
and I can speak to people that might not cut through the way Neil does. You know, is that part of what God's purpose is in his creative difference in the way he's made us all? Yeah, there is in, in our witness, but in our being, I think, Ricky, it goes beyond that. I think that anywhere I'm at, I need to expect the presence of Christ to affect mm-hmm. people. I need to recognize the effect I have on people. Uh, even though there's only some of them that I can reach, all of them I can affect mm. because of the way I walk, mm. because of the confidence I have, because of the, the reality of who I am. When I walk into the room, I bring the presence of Christ mm. that in itself affects the climate. It affects the atmosphere. And we think that that may be a little haughty or prideful or arrogant. And in reality, pride and arrogance is to disbelieve God. Yeah. It's, it's the opposite, you know. Uh, humility isn't about being a doormat. Humility is about being what God says. Yeah. It's coming to a realization of what we're carrying. Yeah. Uh, is the full, yeah. uh, full allocation of what Jesus gives us. Even, in a sense, not even what we carry, but what we are. Well, yeah. yeah. You know, the, so I have come to the place through a decisions and choices, not through working it out but a decision to go, I, I am going to trust. Mm-hmm. I am going to believe, uh, which uh, that word sometimes brings up a whole connotation of I must trust, I must trust in Christian worlds. When um, I'm naturally a faith being, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't check the floor in your house before I walked on it. You know, I didn't check the, the car that we got in. Uh, actually believe that when it start the engine you're going to go somewhere uh, I didn't check the food I was eating because there's that we are faith beings mm. Christianity has tried to make faith into something different than the faith that is real yeah so uh, I think that there there needs to come a place where I stop having to think about it and I recognize it happens mm. that I um, stop chastising myself in a sense for what is a reality. When I come into a room, the atmosphere changes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I am in Christ, Christ is in me, I'm hidden in Christ, it's Christ that lives. I carry the divine presence. I'm, I, I, it, he lives in me. Mm. He's a part of me. I'm a part of him. So then that affects the conversation. It affects the people. It affects what happens in the room. Mm. I'd like to get into that. We tend to cut these in 15-minute blocks, so my clock's telling me we're about there. Just while we're... This is the first of the podcasts we're doing. Your website, Neil, is if people want to look at more stuff that you've had to say, um, what's the website? It's uh, www.fathershandministries.com. Great. So if for whatever reason, after you've listened to all of these or just one... Go on there if you'd like to know a bit more about some of the tales Neil's had to tell in his life. We'll be back soon. Thanks.